0: The child is a king, the carol
1: sing. The old is past, there's a new beginning. Dreams of Santa, dreams of snow, fingers numb, faces aglow glow, it's Christmas time. Come on, baby. Miss and
0: White come on Joe join
1: some
0: rejoice in the good that we see absolute banger what, what about Absol- the high note what about the high note can you do which, the high note? which one's that which like, what, what the, the the choir boy in the like the interlude isn't he oh yeah I was I was I was a I was a treble back in the day. Um, yeah, well, what was that at Norwich last year? That was Christmas time, wasn't it? And you it was, was. Yeah, you were singing like some church song that they were singing.
1: Oh about... uh, yeah, I can't remember what it what was, was now. And you were proper it... belting it out. And
0: I was, yeah, like, I was I was belting it, it out. To you. I was like, what? What's going on? And you were like, yeah, well, I used to be, you know, uh, back in the day. You know, back in
1: the back in the day, it was a treble, mate. Tre- treble to uh, went from a treble. Uh, in the in the concert and school and representative to a soprano, uh, and then my voice went. I was I was an alto, very for a short space of time, uh, and, then, and then finish off as a bass mate. But I used to used to bang out a t- tune. But as, as the missus says now, my voice is completely gone to crap. Like I can't. I'm gravelly. I'm squeaky. I'm flat. I'm sharp. Anything but, but on tune. But but Cliff Richard mate, I saw Cliff Richard last year. Um, one of the one of the race courses. I mean, you can't knock him. He still he's, he can still bang out a tune. To be fair to him,
0: he can. I, 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 I was I was I quite like that one. That the Christmas. I was going to ask you what your favorite um, Christmas song Ooh, is. Oh goodness me! Um, th- th- hearing that though, that's probably up there for me. That's
1: mate. That's a great. It's a great song. It's a great song. I would say that's definitely up there. And but then, and then I like then I like a bit of cheese as well, so I don't mind a bit of E17 staying of the day yeah, with, yeah. With,
0: with the video. I want you know I want to be in a big a big white caudle with some with some fur around my head. I I, I like that. I like um, stepping to Christmas, Elton John. I think that's a quite an uplifting, upbeat. Good, good, good. What about uh, a bit of Mariah? Uh, yeah, I mean, in the past I've been dead set against that, and I've been yeah. like, oh, that's just the you know the one that people like, but. It's not annoying me as much. I mean, I know you don't use Instagram. I do not. But the missus is is mad on the Instagram. Okay, and, yeah. And everybody puts like Instagram stories on of their of their fireplace and the Christmas tree. And there are mm. two songs, Christmas songs, that get so overused. So I'm sick of them. So it's the um, the Michael Bublé version of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Okay. Um, which is just. So, mm. repetitive by now. And Jingle Bell Rock, that that uh, is on all the time.
1: Yeah, but I feel like Jingle Bell Rock, you kind of associate that with Home Alone, so I don't mind mm. that as much, you know?
0: No, yeah, but like when you're hearing it every day, a few yeah. times every day. Um, well,
1: feel I mean, I feel for anyone who works in a supermarket or oh. store this time of year, with the... I mean, they not not just in December, probably November, they've probably got the Christmas tracks on. Can you imagine, can you imagine having that ring in your ears every single minute of the day on repeat? Well, that's why oh. I,
0: that's why I'm not traditionally been a big fan of Mariah, because that is the one that you hear Yes, most. I I like Mud, It'll Be Loudly This Christmas, I think that's decent, because you don't hear it a lot. I like Chris Chris Rea driving around for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the darkness down at the bells End, That's all right. right. you're
1: doing all right here with your with your references, mate. I mean, I've knocked you in the past, but I, I yeah. think I think you're doing quite you're doing quite well. You've, had, like a, the more, you've had a
0: strong start. The more left field Christmas songs, the ones you don't that don't necessarily spring to mind first, and a, a bit of cliff as well. Yeah, you can't be a bit of cliff bit at of Christmas.
1: Cliff. Um, do you know how much Mariah Carey's made from that one track alone? Well, how much you reckon in royalties? Well, I, I, we we looked at this up the other day. I saw something the other day that it,
0: it only just became Christmas number one. I couldn't believe that. Oh, oh it really? In this country, was it? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, how much royalties has she? Just for one, that? just just for that one, just for that one song. About thirty million, something like mm. that.
1: Uh, Very good. Thirty-eight million pounds just for that one song. Hell. I mean, it's not bad. Not bad work if you can get it. Do you, do you remember seeing her
0: creep? Like on MTV Creeps? I, I remember a while ago. I think that got. I don't mind. I did mind a bit of empty Cribs back yeah. in the day, to be honest. It, I remember seeing a program that was like the top fifty Cribs of all time. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't Louis Spiering or Remember footballers' Cribs back in the day? He had a Foxal, well. They, 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 had them, they had them recently, the
1: didn't they? In, in lockdown, because uh, <laughs> there were a few of the Man United lads were on there, weren't they? It Who's it was the, the winger Lingard and stuff like that? Yeah. By the way, what a ridiculous pub that is!
0: Mariah's was unbelievable. Yeah. Like,
1: well, she's the ultimate diva, isn't she? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's, I mean, her, her and Spears are up there as the two biggest divas <laughs> hey. you've ever seen in your entire. Merry life. Merry Christmas! I tell you what, I tell you what, my highlight, by the way, before we go on to it of Burnley away, yeah. and, and, and there, were, there were very few of them. <laughs> yeah. uh was uh, traveling back from Burnley. Uh, obviously, separate cars with them with, with of course coronavirus rules. But but some saw, saw Spears were like I'm going to McDonald's. I'm, well, I'm coming to McDonald's too. I'm still fuming. I'm still I'm still, I've still got a little bit of. I'm still vent up anger and frustration at what we just seen. So, uh, so we're behind each other in, in McDonald's and we get out to eat because obviously you can't eat inside. And um, I go first, and there's no obviously I can't go, can't go mental. I mean, I haven't had a McDonald's in years. So, um, so I tried to go for the healthiest thing on the menu, which was a grilled chicken wrap because they do the wraps, don't they? Yes. And you can have them fried or grilled. Of course, she goes. There's no, there's no, um, no grilling here now. We just, we just do. it was just the fried version. So, like, oh. so I visibly give a, a audio, well, very, very visibly on audio because you can see me as well. It's like, oh, um, well, I'll, I'll have a coffee, um, and you'll be proud of me, mate. You'll be proud of me. Guess what I got at McDonald's? Like a double Big Mac or something? No, no, I'm not, not going crazy. I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get anything savoury. I'm not going to have any burger, but I got. Uh, McFlurry, Celebrations McFlurry. Oh,
0: yeah, I've, I've sampled one of those. That. That
1: Honestly, nice. absolutely. Only 185 calories. Absolutely delicious. Mm. Delicious. Lovely, I could go yeah. back there. I think it might have been a year's resolution, mate, to, to, put, to put seven stone back on and go back to 21. Saying that, I've put on probably about half a stone since, uh, since holiday and coming back. I think it's so hard to get back on it, especially around this time, these next couple of weeks, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Oh, um... South, to be fair to, her, has been sl- sticking to the slimming world. I don't know I've has been doing it because oh, I, I have know. just ate everything in sight. And, you have to, don't you? Yeah. And then some, yeah, yeah. You I'll, have to, yeah. And, uh, and drinking at home again. Mm. I think mm. that'll be, you know, that's going to become a thing. I, I have. It's going to become a thing, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it, yeah, I, you've got to just get for it, haven't you? At Christmas, you got to just go for it i think i think
1: it. the fact that new new year no one's going out for new year i think you can really indulge at christmas and then you know back 27th comes round you can kind of go cold cold turkey pound the pun, but yeah. you can go like that on the 27th and, and you know have a couple of glasses of champagne or whatever new year's eve give the stick the V's up to 2020 and uh and then you can you can you can sort yourself out and
0: cleanse 2021 can't you Well, there's very little you can do at the minute. Yes, and And probably
1: even less that you can do in the next 48 hours.
0: So, let's just indulge and enjoy it as much as possible.
1: Can you wrap some presents for me, Matt? I am terrible at
0: wrapping presents. I am also absolutely awful awful at wrapping presents, but it's almost become like part of the novelty. Right. So, South will wrap all the presents for the rest of the family. Yes. And then I will wrap... The presence for her, and it, it almost becomes a bit of a you know a bit of a laughing joke that my rapping is awful, but I don't pretend that I'm that I'm any good at it anyway. You know that's kind of part of the uh, part of the charm. See, my rapping is always great on one side, beautiful, gorgeous, but mm. if you
1: turn it around, on the, it's an absolute shit show. It's oh, awful. Yeah. It's all over this. How scrunch. people do it with those those kind of like angles and then it's short smaller angles in the middle and, and bigger angles and they God, I, don't, I don't know how you do it I just don't know how you do it that is a legitimate legitimate impressive uh, impressive way that, that, that I'm, I'm not going to say ladies do it because I'm sure some guys do it great as well but I haven't met a guy yet who are good, is a good Christmas
0: rapper no, no neither have I um, but if there's anybody out there shout up and feel free to uh, tweet us
1: or, or if you want to come round and, and, and wrap <laughs> some presents with me tonight that would be much appreciated yes, yeah socially exactly uh, distanced, of
0: course. Yeah. Yes, of
1: course. social distanced, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, right. Let, let's uh, talk about the um, talk about one side of the press finish shit show. Let's talk about from one to, one to another. Uh, Burnley away. Oh, do we I, have I, to? Uh, well, we, let's, let's. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go too much onto it because I think um, obviously we talked about it on the night, and uh, I think we we're all incredibly disappointed. I want to talk about a couple of the repercussions of that of that result. Um, I mean, chatting away. You know, for, for a while, about this with with a few of you. And uh, for me, the frustrating thing, right, about about the night as a whole, of course, the performance. And, and I think the fact that, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the game, you could see that this was the perfect game for Burnley. It was the perfect game for Burnley. It was the perfect setup against a team going into this game. I mean, Wolves have scored. Let me have a look. Wolves have scored before before Burnley. Oh, just doesn't Let's go. After Burnley, they've played 14, 14 games and scored 14 goals. So they're, yeah. they're scoring a goal a game. Before this game, Burnley had... And, and that's that's the lowest by a considerable distance between 1st and 15th yeah. is is Wolves. Burnley, coming to this game, had scored six goals all season. Yeah. Yeah. Six in seven games. And yet created more chances in this game. And should have scored three or four, let's be honest. Um, if it wasn't for Rui Patricio uh, on, on, on occasions, that... Uh, that just shows how staggering, you know, the setup was. I guess really, and uh, and the performance, the performance of the players, and you can look at the the way that he, you know, he selected the team. And I think that sometimes, you know, you look at the team and you think, okay, well, if everyone's hundred percent fit, that's a bizarre, that's a bizarre team selection. I don't think, and I think he said afterwards that a lot of the players on the bench actually were not fit for selection. He just had to to put a bench together. Maybe in absolute extreme emergency, they would appear, but at the same time. You put those 11 players out, you've got to play better than that. And the frustrating thing for me, Joe, on the whole, even a couple of things, we'll come to the referee in a minute and the, the criticism post-match, but it was quite glaring from anybody watching that game that at half-time you had to change it. Yeah, You had to change it. And for me, it's not the issue and the, and, the, and the question marks and the error that he got a selection wrong, which he did, but it's that he didn't change it at half time, and I know he's very stubborn, Nuno, and I know that a lot of the calls that people disagree with he makes, and you know more often than not he gets it right. However, anyone watching that game from home or from at the game knew that that was not working. You know, oh not to say I'm not going to single oh not to say I, 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 it was not the it was not the worst play on the pitch by, by a long distance, but poor lad making your Premier League debut and has to play a false nine. It's just. Bizarre when you've got someone like Fabio Silva on your bench, who you bought for £30 and £1 million. We kept going, keep going on about the fee, but uh, sometimes I don't like to do that. But, you know, who's obviously fit and ready to go. Surely you make that. And that was the bigger mistake for me at the time, that he did not change it at half-time. And that, for me, was the frustrating thing. And I'm sure maybe he might hold his hands up. We've got a press conference with him in in the next 45 minutes or 50 minutes, due after this. So maybe he might hold his hand up. But the fact that he didn't change half time he left it that late for me was a grave error because uh, and kind of you know then it was 2-0 and the game the game was up really um and only in those last 5 or 10 minutes did wolves actually look threatening and probably put their best period of play together uh it was just it was just so so easy and it was so simple when you looked at it to make that change that that's what i think was a was was the big negative on that evening
0: yeah i would I'd agree completely and we we were saying at half time, we? there's got to be at least one change, if not two. I mean, I think they would have easily been scalped to make the change they ended up making on the error, the double change, made that at half time because, mm-hmm. you know, by the time they made it, walls were two, two down. And, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it could have been three or four. I mean,. It could have maybe even been six, you know, you talk about Bernie scoring six be- before before that game. I mean, Brownhill hit the bar, he had a free yeah. kick just wide, Barnes got denied one-on-one and, and Wood got denied one-on-one Yeah, he as did, well. yeah, with that hoof forward, yeah, yeah. So it could have easily been about six. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was really disappointing not to see the change made and, you know, Otiseri, not necessarily his fault at the end of the day. He's a midfielder who had played actually a lot of football at centre half for the under twenty threes. Um, spent a you know a good while working out what he actually was, and you know they've gone for him as a midfielder. And I you know certainly argue that on well at least based on what we saw against Chelsea, but you know, it didn't strike me as a false nine. So to to see him into in that role was a was a big surprise and. You know, we we said it on the night and stressed it again that we well, was just played into Burnley's hands, really. And having that approach and Paddington and Neto were not very much involved. I think Paddington's a bit more, but quiet quietish night for Neto. And, and that's and because,
1: too up front, only and Neto, I mean, for me they're great when you almost give them free roles, both of them, and, and you can almost do that, swapping around and, and mixing and matching, maybe going a little bit up top, but then, but then behind, if you've got a striker up top. I, yeah. I, I just think that those two, those two roles of Pudente Neto, which arguably are your two best players on the side of this moment in time, are thriving when you've got, when they can play just in behind someone who's, who's, who's leading the line. So again, I think that was a, it was just a, it was just a head-scratcher, even with the injuries and the niggles and the they've got. You know, I mean, you can look at a rotational point of view and, and resting certain players, but at the end of the day, they've got six days between Burnley and and Spurs on the 27th, so you could understand it slightly if it's a Spurs and Man United and Brighton scenario where you've got games in quick succession, but the fact of the matter is, you know, when you bring Traore and you bring Fabio Silva on in the 60th minute, those guys were fit to go. yeah, And... Uh, and even if you know, I know Triori had a bit of a knock against uh uh Chelsea against chelsea and but 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 finished the game but he looked absolutely fine to me and and I thought it was probably the out of Tri, out of neto and and Pden was probably the most threatening I know he kind of kept to that right hand side didn't he but his crosses he was dribbling all of a sudden he was taking two men with him which freed up room in the box so if he was fit enough then and looked fine to me at full time you look you look like surely you start with him for sixty minutes and then take him off. So it was um it was an unfortunate evening and you know, I won't put it past them to go and beat Spurs or beat Man United, such as Wolves, and, and the way they've been winning and losing games this season, not drawing, that's not necessarily a bad thing. What was a concerning thing, Joe, was post match um and Nuno's comments about the referee, which look, he wasn't the best referee. He's not the best referee. But there's been worse referees this season. There's been worse performances, I guarantee you this season. And to be honest, when I'm looking at that game, before he even mentioned the referee, I don't think anyone, especially in the press box, was questioning the referee, saying he's had an absolute stinker there. Yeah, of course he fouls and he throws and, and, and he blows up and it's a bit frustration f- bit frustrating for everybody involved. But by no means and uh, was was he was he the worst that I've seen. And like you said, Joe, post match reaction wise. Nuno never ever talks about the referee, even right. if they are horrific. He never talks about the referee. So to to go full circle, and he's gone full circle, by the way, not just questioning decisions or the ways run the game, but questioning that is he fit, he's not fit for Premier League standard. Which, and we haven't heard exactly. We know he's he's been asked to to give it, you know, uh, give give his thoughts on it before the FA decide whether to charge him or not. I think there might be a more severe punishment here than than maybe people are thinking, because you've kind of questioned someone's integrity of whether they're up to the job, rather than question whether than questioning decisions or or um, you know the way he's run a game. It was bizarre for me.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, 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 and when I tweeted yesterday about him having the you know being contacted by the FA to exp- you know to to explain his comments, a few said unbelievable, can't believe this. I was thinking, well, there's very little surprising about it to me, to be honest. I mean, as soon as he came out and said it, you know, you just thought, well, that's you a good... You thought cool.
1: charge, bang, charge straight well,
0: away. Well, I thought at least he's going to get some sort of contact. You, you, know, I, 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 you know, you don't really... I mean, whether it's for better or worse that you can't say much about referees, but that, that's that's the lie of the land and the managers know that. And so to come out in such a, in such a style and, and go on kind of a... A prolonged, you know, kind of tirade really about about Mason he was always going to open the door to that. He, you know, I would have been more surprised had he not been contacted by the FA at all, to be honest. So, um, you know, that's ongoing at the minute. He's got three working days to reply, they've got three working days to then decide whether to issue a charge. So, it's, it's something that'll perhaps mumble on post Spurs and perhaps even post United until we find out what the you know, the ultimate outcome is, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just really, really surprising because Nuno's stock answer for anything referee-based or decision-based has been, I, I didn't see the images, you know, yeah. or, or, almost almost Venga style, you know, I, I haven't seen the images or sending off, I didn't see the images or or it's the referee's decision and VAR's decision or whatever, something like that. So to, to, to come out in, in such a style and, you know, take aim at Mason was really surprising. And, um as you say, you know referees aren't everybody's cup of tea, and I think Lee Mason. You know, if if people were ranking referees, maybe he wouldn't be at the top of everybody's list. But um, you know, I don't, I don't think it wasn't striking me as a particularly bad refereeing performance. You know, I, I, I mean, you could certainly argue Mike Dean dishing out 13 cards at Villa mm-hmm. against Villa the other day was was a bit more kind of um, you know something that drew more more attention. You know, so um, yeah, really surprising. I think it's worth taking into into consideration that these interviews take place pretty much straight after the whistle you know you've he, he barely got time to think and you know naturally imagined... no 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 yeah but that, yeah don't yeah he? yeah exactly so I mean you know on one hand consider that but equally you know no no knows what he's doing so yeah uh, so yeah it's uh it's something that has landed him in a bit of hot water we'll have to just see uh, how he plays out.
1: yeah I mean look I don't think anybody's surprised if he does get charged and probably has to, has to have a fine or pay a fine I would have thought but um don't 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 rule out. I mean, I hope it's not, but don't rule out that he might get a ban or whatever. The thing is, he's he's obviously hasn't hasn't um, spoken. Or hasn't been warned, or I don't think he's got he's got too many warnings on his um, on his CV anyway from from issues in the past because he has kept his mouth shut, which might help him. I know when he was in the championship. I mean, you could tell the bench was very hot headed in the championship, especially that first season. But they've definitely calmed down, haven't they? And Nuno's yeah. calmed down as well. So. Uh, hopefully that'll go that that'll go and and help his cause, but yeah, it, it's just just a strange one really. Do you think that it was it was less about the referee and I know they've had issues with with him before, but do you think it was less about the referee and more just the classic I guess Mourinho uh, way of doing things and and just deflecting from his players about that performance and, and having and giving the media something else to write about rather than rather than slating you know what was what was a very poor display and probably one of the poorest
0: of the season. I think there's a bit of that that comes into it. You know, maybe that's not the whole focus of it. I mean, you know, you Ali <laughs> he'll know why he's done it. But um yeah, I think that there is probably a little bit of that. You know, I don't think he would have done it had Wolves won, you know what I mean? So much maybe. Mm-hmm. you know, we would have had to see him, but it had Wolves won 3-0. I don't think it would have been as much a uh, a concern, to be honest. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those. And I mean another thing from from Burley, just quickly. I mean, these short corners need to stop. Oh I mean, my God! Um, it is so. What are they annu- doing? It's Who's so t- annoying. They must be getting information about it's
1: get better chances. I'm sure it's a statistical thing. Easy for me to say. Um, yeah. uh, of, of getting balls into the box, but the fact is, they must be messing them up because they're not even getting the balls in the box. Or when they are, it's like it definitely is not by plan, and they've had to be, uh, make the extra pass. And yeah. uh, and then I can remember one. I think it was in the second half, and um, it was in the second half. i have been mean, first half where they've messed a short corner up, and it's come to Ignori. And everybody's just look. He's put the ball in the box. It's just gone past everybody, and everybody's looked at him. And it just it looks terrible. It looks yeah. really, really bad. Just get the ball in the bloody box. Get Neto. Get Moutinho, Get whoever can get past the first man, which is another gripe of mine. Professional yeah. footballers not being able to hit can't get it past the the, the man on the front on the front post. Get it into the box and just keep the ball alive. But I just, like you say, there must be stats behind it. But at the same time, they're consistently doing it, and they're cons- it's consistently not working.
0: Yeah, it's, but it's often the double whammy as well. So you're taking it short and then not beating the first man. Yeah, how, how many times does yeah. that does that happen? I mean, I get I get the whole idea of maybe not sticking it right into the mixer. It doesn't work or, always, but. Equally, playing it short every single time is not going to work either. <laughs> it's just, you know what, well, Wolves aren't a team that are necessarily, you know, blessed with massive height. You know, uh, massive physical presence is something we touched on actually when we were coming out at turf. More we were having a chat, weren't we? When a team such as Burnley really sticks it to Wolves, a really physical aspect I think they do struggle. I think that is a yeah. that is a that is a weakness of Wolves, and I don't think there's a real. Massive physical edge to the team, uh, these especially when the likes of Bolly aren't in it. So, but at the same time, you have still got to get the ball into the box. We've seen, you know, Sace can can come up with some headers. You know, maybe he doesn't come up with enough, but if you don't stick stick it into the box for him to to to, to make those headers, then you haven't got a chance, have you? I mean, Nuno was stressed so many times that they need to score more goals from corners, more goals from from free kicks. Well, if you get, carry on playing them short and not mm. asking questions of keepers and defenders, you you haven't got a chance. So, uh, hopefully, you know, starting with Spurs, we, we we see you know a more conventional approach. I'm not a huge fan of
1: players complaining after full time. Pedence has gone to Instagram,
0: yeah. and I don't think this is the first time he's done this. He did I'm it. Past, v- past Villa as well. Past, I think. I'm
1: not a massive fan
0: of that. To be honest, uh, don't want your views, Joe, on it. He's he's a passionate guy, isn't he? And you know, a few. I mean, I love the way he plays and the way the way he plays with passion. Can't fault yeah. you. Not again. Not the biggest fan of that. You know what I mean? And I think he, you know, saying stuff like this isn't football. I think when Tarkovsky uh, tripped Otisari, which which was cynical and yes. it was it was the dark arts. But you will get that with Premier League. Of course teams. you will. Of course you, know, you that, will. That is part and parcel of the league and. If you draw attention to it, it can come back to bite you. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a bit of a, you know, careful road to to tread, really. Because if you're highlighting stuff like that, saying this isn't football, then, you know, a, a defender, whether it's a, you know, an Aldevarald for Spurs or something like that, yeah, they, they are good players, but they'll think, well, if he doesn't like a kick, I'll give him a kick, you know. And um,
1: absolutely, yeah,
0: it, it, I think you've got to be careful not to draw attention to it. I think.
1: Pedenz. I think I think Jota got targeted as well when he when you could see him kind of re- reacting when he's going through you know a disappointed yeah. run of form uh, and you can see that a little bit in Pudence as well. You want them to be feisty, you want them to to have a little bit of a nit and grit about them, but at the same time, if you're complaining on social media, you know only when you've lost a game, then I think that like you say, people will use that to their advantage.
0: Yeah, and and that was something that Jota really booked up on, wasn't he? Uh, you know, he he it was something that he got targeted at first, but then. Now, towards the end, and especially with like somebody like Traore last season were getting kicked pillar, pillar to powers, but you mm-hmm. never saw them complain. Um, and that, that you know, perhaps uh, Traore could it I mean, Puddin, sorry, could take a leaf out of those players' books and just... Yeah, I, I think it's coming from the right place, but I, I think, yeah, just got to be... Got to be a little bit careful in that regard.
1: Yeah, a couple of last things about the Burnley game. First of all, Fabio Silva, well done to him. Came yes, on, I thought, lad. did really well. Um Put that penalty away great. Struck it hard against probably one of the best... Probably the best keeper, actually, in the Premier League in Perth, who Dived right, but it was too strong for him. You know, you could just see someone missing that on that occasion. The fact that he's kept his cool. You know, he's obviously disappointed after not, not coming... You know, not being selected from the start. And for, for me, Joe... Um, And I've I've kind of... We'll talk about formations in a little bit and what you think the best formation is going forward. For me, and there's all this talk about strikes in January, I'd play Fabio Silva between now until if, if they... If, and it's still an if, they do sign someone. I'd play him every game. I'd just say, right, you go. You go lead the line. We're a better side with you, you know, starting. Even if you don't score in those six games or five games or seven games or whatever... I don't care, but if you're taking men, if you're making the right runs, if you're assisting, if you're helping the team, then the rest of the players and the key players in behind you in Neto and Pudence and Traore, they're way more threatening when they've got
0: someone up the top. There you go, mate. Have a run in the side. You're playing. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lot to be said about the attitude that he showed when coming on because, you know, just put yourself in, in silver's shoes for a second. And if you're not starting, no places are a given, of course. If you're not starting, and then I we not to say he plays in the false nine role ahead of you, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's now two ways about it. You're going to you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be a bit frustrated. So to come on in the manner he did and apply himself and get his goal, I, I thought was 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 really good. I thought it really went the right way about things because he could have, you know, salt a little bit and you know not had the best body language, but he came on. He, he applied himself. Especially got- in a physical
1: game, Joe, because, you know, yeah. you, you saw him at the very start when he when he first came in and he was going down, I think it was Stoke was his debut, and you're going down a heap and there were cries and there was a little bit, even at Doncaster as well, yeah. you know, you're going to Burnley, a physical side, you've just played Chelsea, you're going to Burnley, completely different, it's freezing cold, it's pouring down with rain, you know, he's put himself about there. And uh, you know, if, if he can play against Spurs and play against Man United and you look back and you think, okay, he's only had a handful of games, but in that handful of games he's played against Arsenal, he's played against Chelsea, he's played against um Man United, he's played against Spurs, you're gonna look at that and if he's got two or three goals to your name, you think, Oh right, here we go, eighteen year old kid, first season, bit part player, uh your main striker's gone down and you know, I look at twenty you know, look back at twenty twenty, he's got a couple of goals to his name and he's and he's and he's played pretty well. For me, that's that's only that's that's as much as you could ask for, really.
0: I'd, I'd start him all day long against mm-hmm. Spurs and against United. Mm-hmm. I really like his, even he's even if it's sixty minutes, you take him off at sixty, like they did against yeah. Villa, was it? Or was it, was it Villa where they took him off at sixty?
1: Uh, oh, sorry, um... Chelsea, Chelsea. Sorry, they took him off at yeah. sixty, didn't they? Yeah. But at least he's got sixty minutes. You can do that, and if it's not working, you take him off. But I'd rather do that and change it around than what they did the other way around. And, and you, you know, you're putting square pegs in round holes, and, and then you then you're making the changes that that really you should
0: have gone with at the start really like his attitude. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, I mean, I know I've drawn attention to it before, but the, the how quickly he's grasping English I know it's only a small may seem a small thing but he's kind of willingness to learn and to and to kind of get involved in the culture and I think he's you know interacting with people on social media it's all these little small things but they, they build up and the speak mm. and they speak of his of his character I, I think he's a I think he's got the right attitude definitely and uh, he's got ability I, I, I you know He's the only conventional striker really on Wolves. He's books at the mini, um, and yeah, I definitely just play him in these in these games coming up.
1: Yeah, you're right. I like I like the way he has a bit of social media uh, banter in him, and he's got you know even like ready to go. And you see the Fabio Silva's putting himself. He's got like a bit of a smirk on him. I, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. You need someone like that in your side. And if you've got eighteen year old, and you've got a little bit of attitude. That's what you want. You don't want someone hiding away and not wanting passing and trying to, you know, trying to trying to run pockets, but really you don't really want the ball when you're running down the lines. I mean, I think he wants the ball. So, yeah, good for him and good for Fabio. Last thing on that, by the way, and I, I put it on Twitter yesterday, but it really peeved me off. And it, and I know it happens all the time, but just I was looking at some of the, again, you know, when we get back, Joe, we haven't got a chance to look at, you know. Twitter, which sometimes is a godsend, really, until we get back. So I'm scrolling, you know, trying to watch EastEnders or the game and Coronation Street because I got to catch up and I couldn't get, you know, couldn't get to sleep. So you're watching there, and I'm scrolling through, and the amount of fans—I say fans, as, in inverted commas—who at players and slate them. Oh, it's just—it's just ridiculous. I can't. I, I, not not just that, but also, or let's say, you know. This this goes to the same the same people who like if we if we're criticizing or we're praising we put a lot of praise but if we're talking about a player sometimes you're not talking to them sometimes in in the happiest light but you know you, you you have to be critical sometimes of players but then you get a reply from certain fans and then they at the player as yeah. well I hate that as well it's just I don't get it I really don't get it I think it's so. And I think a few people alluded to it yesterday. These are the same people, a lot of these people, if they saw them in Sainsbury's or, you know, on the street or shopping or whatever, they'd be the first ones to come across and get a photo and yeah. give them a hug and I love you this and you're great and all this kind of thing. It's just faceless idiots. And I know we get them all over social media, but when you're at in place, like that really, what are you trying to achieve for that? You know, you've got to remember, Yeah, you know, okay, they're professional footballers, but these are 18, 19, 20-year-old lads, some of them, and yeah. you're getting slated. It's, it's pathetic it really is there's, there's absolutely no place for it no no not at all I couldn't
0: couldn't agree more
1: um, right we're going to go straight on with questions Joe uh, because there's a, there's a few things I wanted to to discuss um, but I think that they're, they're actually they've asked in the question so you know it's about Triore and some of the strikers and stuff so we'll just we'll just go on with them and then we'll finish off with a with a bit of a preview for, for Spurs on Spurs. the 27th um, David Evans says insert a wolf's play into these Christmas films and see what you get okay here we go a blank Christmas carol Um ruddy a ruddy, a ruddy Christmas carol oh I don't <laughs> mind that a ruddy Christmas carol I like that blank all the way Um Blank all the way. Silver. Silver all the way, okay. National blank Christmas vacation. Uh, Bolly. National, National Bolly Christmas Vacation. <laughs> uh, something hard. Be careful here. Um. Netto. Netto hard. <laughs> Goodness me. He's a good looking lad. <laughs> uh the night the nightmare before
0: Size. <laughs> the nightmare before says. <laughs> Blank alone. Um mm, Corbiano. Corbiano Alone! <laughs> I would like to see Conor
1: Cody starring Home Alone. I still feel he could pull that off, you know what I mean? Mischievous, mm. hiding, uh, putting different little tricks and li- little little uh, little traps all around the house. I don't think he'd be great in that, to be fair. Maybe just a Liverpool version of it. Scouse version of Home Alone. <laughs> The blank clause. Um, Nuno. The Nuno clause. What about the, yeah. <laughs> the Nuno clause? Oh, we haven't got to close this contract. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah. um, the Vinagra clause. The Vinagra clause. Well,
0: like Christmas Santo isn't he? You know? Santa, the Nuri clause. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Santa,
1: Santa yeah. clause. Um, I, put, I put my top five Christmas movies on. Create a lot of debate, to be fair. Uh, there was a, there's, there's a few that... Scrooge just missed out, to be fair. I do love Scrooge, for people who are saying that... Uh, Bill Murray, absolute best. You know who Bill Murray is, don't you,
0: Joe? Yeah, um Ghostbusters. Ga- Ga- yeah, yeah, I'll give yeah, you yeah. that. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That, Scrooge is a great, great movie. Um But I'm not having some of the others. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Don't care what you say. I know the creator and the writer said it's a Christmas movie. It's not. It's just set in Christmas. It's a franchise. I'm not having it. You could say that Fast and Furious Eight, Arctic Drift, or whatever it is, is a Christmas movie. Then yeah, I mean, where you know, how far are you going to go with this rubbish? So I'm not having that. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my favourite five, mate. Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Nightmare Before Christmas, great, great. Well, Muppet Christ- hold on,
0: Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. I was
1: under the impression that was a Halloween. For Halloween that. and Christmas, actually more Christmas, yeah. but I think you can have them as yeah. both, mate. I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't watch
1: know. Them, I watch it twice a year, so you know, you know. Okay. I'm a big Tim Burton fan, but yeah, Elf. Sorry, sorry, Elf fans. Sorry. Not yeah, having uh,
0: it. Elf is in there for me. Yeah, definitely.
1: Stu says eggnog, which sounds like the worst thing on earth, or earth.
0: Bailey's. Only one answer, surely. I I can't really say that I've really sampled either, but I'd I'd, I'd go Bailey's. You haven't sampled Bailey's? Not massively. Like, I've had a sip here and there, but I've not really kind of sat down and had a Bailey's.
1: Mate, Um, eggnog's really nice, you know. It's like like an egg milk punch. Uh, um, Quite rich, quite sweet. Uh, Massive in America. They do an eggnog latte in Starbucks. Delicious, really nice. A little bit of cinnamon on top, cinnamon stick maybe just to swirl it around. I'm not really an eggy guy. You know, I don't really like not really big on egg, so I'd go, um, yeah, Baileys. You can have an eggnog with a shot of Baileys in. There, there's your answer, Stu. Um, okay, let's have a look. Poco Drum, if you could change one thing about each other, what would it be? Merry Christmas what? to you guys, and thanks for making this year a little brighter. Bless you.
0: Oh, thank you, Poco Drum. Um, I wouldn't try to think about you, mate. Oh!
1: Many would, mate. Many would. You're perfect the way you are. Many would, mate. Oh, I'd say the same to you, mate. I'd say the same to you. Little uh, little present for you at Burnley, mate. You and the missus, you can open that on Christmas Day. Yeah, I didn't get you one, I'm sorry. I didn't expect one, mate, to be fair. I didn't <laughs> Did expect you? one. I'll just give you some shit on Twitter to be fair. It's all good, mate. I'm a I'm a I'm a giver, not a receiver. Well mate.
0: what what you said, I said I haven't got you one. You said don't worry, I'm only empty in the fridge. So. Exactly, that's true. Exactly. Well, I wanted to make you feel a bit better, you know what I mean? So it's fine. Don't want you to make you
1: feel guilty. Um, Lee says uh, Diego Costa's contract is up in the summer. Would you take him on loan deal to the end of the season? I, you're not getting Diego Costa, are you, Joe?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, not on loan if he's out a contract at the end of the season as well. You know, you know what I mean that if it was to happen, which I don't, I don't think it would. But if it was, surely they'd want to sell him for a bit of a fee, exactly, before, before he runs out of contract. But no, I don't, I don't see that one happening personally.
1: No, I don't. Um, Doe says, uh, Nathan, any idea Raul might, when we're, Raul might return to training? So, look, I mean, we're not we're not going to speculate too much, but no. I think the fact that uh, that they are looking for a striker, actively looking for a striker, Joe, which you said last week, Menuno um, kind of confirmed it in January. Kind of, you, you can you can put the you can. Put two and two together and and realise that it's unlikely that we're going to see Raúl again in this season potentially. But he might return to training. You never know. But it's he's got a long way to go and he's got to just be safe, happy, sort himself out. You know, make sure that he's one hundred percent ready to go before he gets back on that training pitch. And you might see him running and doing some drills or whatever. But you know, I think we can uh, we can safely say that that you know they're looking they're looking at signing someone in January, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, Nuno's said it outright. You know they need to rebalance the squad after after Jimenez's injury, so they want to get a striker. And um, yeah, I, I still, you know, there's there's now there's now real huge point in you know speculating when Jimenez will be back. Really good to see the video that he did, um, and you know thanking thanking fans for for their mm-hmm. support, and obviously you know with with, with his daughter and his with, in his partner, and uh, just just hoping that they have a. You know, a, a good recovery and a good Christmas, and just yeah, just let's let's not let's not worry about that too much yet. Yeah, new
1: shave head as well uh, with with Rel, of course, with operations and stuff like that. So it looks yeah. it's quite hard, mate. Quite yeah. hard and ready to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, fair, fair play to him. Really, really good to just kind of you know see his face, see him, see him talking, and uh, yeah. Uh, but for, for the here and now, you know, Wolves Wolves are looking for looking for reinforcements in, in attack, and you know, I, I think that's completely fair. Sarah says, "Do you think people have been a bit harsh on Nuno? His tactics might not always work, but at least he's trying new things." Um, no, I think I think um, criticism is is warranted. I, I, Nuno, of course, we're not we're not saying he's, you know, I mean, he, he, he's he's a fantastic manager, and he's you know for, for many people the best thing that's ever happened to Wolves. Um, but equally, you know, he's, he, he, anybody's there for, for criticism if they get things wrong, and I think you know that's that's. You know, you don't always have the best day. You're not always going to get it right. And um, you know, hopefully they can just address things for for, for Tottenham and put in a better, a better performance because the the approach at Burnley just just didn't work. Milk tray or dairy box? I don't even know what a dairy box is. I'm not too sure. I think it's a Nestle dairy box or is no. No, Milk Tray might be... It's Cadbury dairy, Milk Tray. Dairy Nes- Box. Never seen it before. Let's have a look. It is. It's a Nestle Dairy yeah. Box. I'd have to go um, Milk Tray, I think. I think I'd go Milk Tray. I think Definitely Cadbury over Nestle, for I sure. Think, yeah, I think Milk Tray is more popular as well, and I think probably for a reason. Yeah, Milk Tray.
1: Uh, there's quite a few people. Uh, Matty, who else is there? Uh, Scott... I'm um, trying to find others, but uh, da, 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 Brian, all asking about Adama triore. So there's a story that came yeah. out yesterday, Joe, about mm. um, Wolves looking to sell Traore allegedly in the in the January transfer window, with Leeds being the front runners. Uh, what can you say on that?
0: I haven't heard anything to say that that's the case, and you know, I know football doesn't always deal in in uh, logic and sense, but you apply any logic and sense to that, and it, it says it tells you now because I know Adama has stalled on this new contract, and you know the situation hasn't moved forward. But selling him to Leeds, mm. um, you know, that just doesn't seem to make sense. Selling to a to a you know a team in who who also has aspirations to kind of push that top six, I guess, in the years to come. Um, Leeds as well. Are pretty well stocked on wingers, you know. If the, if there is a position that they've got players in, it's probably on the wings. To be honest, I mean, I know El Costa hasn't set the world alight for him, but it, they've got him. They've got Rafinha, then they've got Harrison on the other side. They've got the likes of Perveda and people like that. They, you know, they, they've got they've got wingers coming out of their ears mm, basically, mm, mm. and you know, Wood leads stump up the cash that be, be be required for, for trailway to be honest i know he's he's his uh market value will probably have, have gone down after you know given the the things have gone for him these past six months or so but it'd still take mega money to to sign him at upwards of sure. 30 upwards of 30 million at least oh absolutely now 40 50, 40 50 million because he you know despite the his, his struggles as of late he's you know, and New has said it many times. He's he's completely unique, and you know, there's not there's no other player in the in out there like him. You know, when I when guess it's on, the contract situation, isn't it? A lot of people it's, are kind, it's of, the kind contract of talking situation, about situation. but he's still he's still got like three years left. Yeah, hasn't he? yeah. So of it's course. not it's not as if Walls need to cash in. Sure. Um, yeah, and you know that that article just it just seemed. You know, it, it's one of those where you kind of put two and two together, and it, it's uh, there's going to be a lot of this over the next month. Uh, just, just be a bit wary of every striker under the sun getting linked because Nuno you know, has openly admitted that they want a striker, so everybody's going to be linked now. Um, anybody of any any substance and any lo- looking for a club, there'll be agents pushing names and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, those trial ray ones, you know. It, it, it's not something that I've really kind of taken uh, in, in, into into consideration yet. Yeah, if I hear anything more, then obviously uh, put something out. Favorite Wolves game this year says Dan. Uh, Spurs away. Yeah, Spurs away. You were ill that day though, mate. You were. Ill. I, I didn't wa- think that would be your day. No, I was ill. I was ill. Probably uh, COVID. Probably, to be honest, when you're looking back at it, it? could it could well have been. Um, but it was the last game we fans mm. that I did. And... That's crazy. It's just.
1: That's mental, isn't it?
0: Because I miss Brighton, so. And the kind of the euphoria of the win, and. Yeah, I mean, I did feel like absolute ass that day. You were, you were, you were struggling, mate, weren't you? Because we just got back from Espanol, kind of running on fumes, and then went all. Uh, you, you can vouch for it after. I went all, like, fine, didn't You I? did.
1: You went all limp, mate. You did. I yeah, thought, thought you were going to have to leave it after. I think you thought you might have had to get there and then leave before, before yeah, the start I, of the game, actually.
0: Yeah, I, d- I did, yeah. I thought I was just going to, like... Because new
1: like- stadium and, like, food facilities were brilliant. You're yeah, looking around, really. and then everybody's like, oh, this is amazing. Get to the press box, and, you, yeah, you just you just look like a... <laughs> you look you look green.
0: <laughs> uh, but got through it, and it was a you good did. result. And... Um, it's the one that sticks out because all that mixed in me feeling like absolute crap. Yes. Um yeah, that that is the probably the that or espanola way just because of the party atmosphere and sure. the Sure. The, the the performance itself was was rubbish. Meh. Yeah. But um yeah, the kind of and you know, little did we know what was going to come 10 14 days later sure. after that. But um yeah, those are the two I think. You know, those were the last two games I did with fans. So yeah, uh, one of those.
1: Scott Clark, actually, his bio looks a little bit like you, mate, on his little picture. Hello, uh, Scott Clark uh, says, uh, "Do you believe the last two transfer windows are now shaping up to be a bit of a missed opportunity with the Premier League so open and up for grabs? Would one or two quality first team uh, players extra really made the difference and pushed us towards the top
0: six? Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's a valid, valid argument for that. I, I, was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's another question about what Wolves should improve in January. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I'll have a look, but yeah. Well, I'll I'll kind of
1: make the point. I, I think, Yeah, John Stewart is asking about, uh, do we need some paces to the
0: midfield, uh, yeah. centre-back, and there's a couple of others as well, mate. So, so for January, the, I'll kind of do my best to it, encapsulate it as all one mm-hmm. answer, but for January, I think it's striker. I think you just kind of gather all your attention on getting a striker and getting somebody who's good enough to kind of you know get get enough goals while while Jimenez is out and supplement silver, supplement the rest of them. Um then, you know, for the for the summer um next summer, I think you've got to look at getting a proper quality midfielder of real dynamism, brings more goals, just an all round midfielder that brings something new. to to that midfield, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, it's not really, you know, really set the world alight at all yet this season, Moutinho and Neves, I think that performance at Burnley added to the argument that that they can't really play together anymore. So I think you need a proper midfielder and a proper Mm centre-half in in the summer. That would be the two main points of focus. Yeah. And I think focusing on getting quality, in rather than quantity mm-hmm. you know I, I think wolves you know this summer just gone you know going back to the original question they made six signings and you know at least three of them are just on the bench every week aren't they pretty much you know um hoover's barely kicked the ball. Mm-hmm. Really a ball the really has had bit dribs and drabs i knew he hasn't been anything really special so far so no. made i mean is flattered to deceive in the main mm-hmm. Um, you know silver's done well and you know Marcel has done well when played but i think you know given his age and stuff like that he's someone that they're having to be a bit more precautious with so um you know next summer and and you know i, I don't think he can really do it in january i i would like to see him be, you know a midfielder in an ideal world but i i think in the January market it's just not really Feasible, I think you just got to go for a striker and put you know the eggs in that basket, so to speak. But in the next summer, I think they can learn from the mistakes that they've that they made, perhaps in you know last summer in getting quantity and getting young players. And I think next summer and beyond, just a proper centre half, a top right centre half and a top right midfielder would do me nicely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than getting six young lads who you're going to have to feed in gradually. Get proper quality to improve the side straight away.
1: Yeah, look at the transfer rules are going to be different as well. We kind of talked about that, but uh, you know you won't be able to sign like they have done before. Kind of tried and untested players. These are going to have to, you know, be be elite players who they do get, and they need do need elite players. That uh, they've got some good youngsters coming through as well. The system, they really do. Um, Definitely a centre-midfielder. Like you say, Joe, Neves and Moutinho, I don't think can, can play as a two anymore. I just don't think that's a, that's a possibility anymore. And you might look at it and go, well, why would you need a centre-back when you've got Saïs and Bolly and Cody? And you know you can have Dendonka in there, you've got Kilman. But at the same time, whether you're going to play four or five at the back, or three at the back, or four at the back, you, you definitely, st- I think you do. And, and it will determine, of course, outgoings, because there will be outgoings. Yeah, and uh, you know we don't know who that will be, but you know you look at this season, you you wouldn't have put money on those two players to have gone in Jota and Doc, but I, I assume that there will be other players who will leave the club as well. So you know they will, um, they'll they'll have an they'll already have an idea of who they can see, you know, in the 2021-2022 season um, and going forward, and, and some of the players who they say, well, if they get the right price and they get the right money for them. Then they can reinvest that, and I think that's the most important thing: reinvesting it. And you know, folks have shown time and time again that they will reinvest the money, and they're happy to splash the cash. So um, that will be. I think it's geared towards a really good year next year. I do. Um, I think the. I think a lot of the wheels are in motion already. I think that it's of course it's frustrating, especially with, with, with results like this. But if you strengthen in those areas, Joe, and you keep your main people, your netos, and you get you know, and your, and your Pudences, and you keep your Traore's as well, I want to keep Adama Traore, I think he's, I think he's a fantastic player, and I think he'll come again, and you get Raoul back next year, and you get Johnny back after, you know, maybe he plays the last 10 games of the season, or whatever, and you get one or two in there, and you have a full you again, oh, I think it could be a really good year next year, fingers yeah. crossed, fingers crossed. Um, right, last couple of questions, mate, Wolves fan, if Boston were to sack Nuno, and look, there were quite a few fans who have, who have already turned, to be honest, which I, I find crazy. But there, there are them out there. Um, and I don't think that they would ever even think about sacking. Nuno. I don't think it's even in the back of their minds, in the tiniest 0.01% chance, to be honest. But you never know. Football's football. If Fosu were to sack Nuno, would this put a strain on any relations with uh, with Mendes in future in regards to recruitment? Um.
0: Maybe yeah, <laughs> considering. Uh, well, yeah, cause... But, and then folks
1: got a stake in in,
0: in, in well, the interview yeah, anyway. So yeah, but as Mendez client, I I, I I don't know. Um, I don't think it's even worth thinking about because they're not, you know, unless it goes drastically, drastically wrong, they're not going to sack him. Um, and um, I think there was another question from Jordan, Jordan King, the saying, um, you know, what'll happen if um. You know, Nuno finishes towards the bottom, and you know Will Fousen's, uh patients be tested. I think Nuno's got quite a lot of credit credit in the bank, and um, mm. yeah, it's it would take something major, and you know we don't really know until something like that happens. I guess it's it's hard to kind of predict, um, but yeah, uh, you know, Nuno and all that kind of stuff. It, 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 they're in a little bit of a transition, aren't they? And I, I think you know they're trying to trying to get. Trying to find the right formula, and the you know, the, it, hopefully they'll find it fairly soon, and um, they can really start to kind of build momentum. And then you know, as we say, I think next season will be the real acid test. Um, I, I don't want to write this season off at all. Um, it is a strange season now, especially with now fans. And um, if they can have a good end to this season and then take the momentum into next, I, I think that's I think that's the aim really at the club.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well said, Joe. Uh, that's a couple. A couple of uh, what? Any thoughts on January, mate? Uh, any more names uh, being mentioned, or can uh, you see can I you see still... them trying to recruit uh, quickly
0: in January? I mean, it, I think I've you know said it a few times, but I think it, there is more of an onus now to get somebody a bit more established, um, somebody who ideally has a Premier League background and a Premier League kind of uh, expertise and a goal record. Um, you know, you are in a limited market. You're not going to get somebody who's starting week in week out somewhere else. I think one of the questions is about Rafa Leo at um, mm-hmm. AC Milan and other Mendes yeah, clients. Derek Shaw's asking that. Yeah. I mean, with the greatest respect, I mean he's, he's playing mouse weeks at Milan, who are currently top of Serie A. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really see anything like that happening. It's going to be somebody who's not playing. At, at their club, for whatever reason. You know, it's somebody who's who's going to be looking for a chance to prove themselves and really kind of, you know, get their career back going, if you like. And I haven't heard anything concrete in these Origi rumours as of yet. But that is somebody that you look at and you think, yeah, that probably kind of is along the right line somewhere. You know, he's a, he's a player that's not playing every week at Liverpool he knows the Premier League he's got a bit of a background he's a decent age I mean I'm not saying that's going to happen for sure but it's something that you can see logic in so um, I think it's somebody along those lines you're not going to pluck a a Danny Ings from say a a name that's come up or an Olivier Giroud from Chelsea it's just not going to happen you know you are in a limited market but it I you know, would like to see just somebody with a Premier League background who has got a track record of at least some goals in the division. I think we talked about Josh King a little bit last week. That might be worth a look. And, uh, yeah, just got kind of go down that road. And, and alone, I think, makes, makes the sense, makes the most sense. So let me play
1: devil's advocate, Joe, slightly, okay? And let's say, okay... Wolves probably, probably at this moment in time are not going to qualify for Europe next season. I don't think so. It'd be no. great if they can, but I can't see them finishing the top six, top seven this year no. at best. I can see them finishing between 8th and 12th. That, that was, and yeah. maybe, maybe people might be shouting at the radio or whatever, but I think that Wolves will finish between 8th and 12th this year. Yeah, um, They'll be nowhere that. near relegation. No. You know, If they have a really big dip and they struggle, it might be 13th, 14th, but I still think they'll be finished between 8th and 12th, somewhere around that. Yeah, me too. So if they're looking at getting a striker in on loan, and let's say someone like Divacariga, who I know wants to get back into the Belgian squad ahead of the European Championship, so he wants to prove something. But realistically, you're not going to sign someone like Divacariggy at the end of the season. I don't think. You've got Raul coming back, and you've yeah. just got a you, you you've just spent 30 million quid on, on a striker of the future who's actually playing now and has just scored the last goal and probably looked at one of the better players. So why not say, okay. Why don't this is a free hit here? Why can't we? Why, why can't Fabio Silva play until the end of the season? Why are we bringing someone in who's not going to help us in the long term? Pay them two, three, four, five million quid on alone. When you've got when you've got your person who you've invested your future in, who to be honest, you you've still got the players around them. you have still got to win games. Oh, okay, if you bring a striker, he might win you one or two more games, maybe. But at best, what are they going to score you five or six goals, seven goals max? Fabio Silva's probably going to score you three or four or five goals if you play him every week. So why, why would you bring someone in who's not going to help you long-term if, if you're not in that Champions League or, or top six run? That, that's, that's the other way that I'm seeing it. When you can give your striker half a season here to really show what he's like in the Premier League, surely this is the best possible opportunity to see if he can cut the mustard and learn you know, with, with no real pressure on him. You haven't got fans on you, you know on his back if he has a couple of bad games at the moment, not for not at least for the next couple of months. Go and start every week, go and play sixty minutes. If it's not working out, go again. We'll bring another player on, and if it is, great, and keep on playing.
0: Well, because if Silver gets injured, you've literally got now one. <laughs> you know. And, well you and, and, can play your three up front. You could yeah, you can play you the could, three up you front. Could, and done. But I mean that hasn't worked, has it? You, mm. you know what I mean? Walls look better when they have a conventional striker in the team. Yeah. And you know, not saying that a, 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 a signing is going to completely eliminate Silver from the picture, and you know that's why I'm saying a loan signing is best because I want to just see somebody signed and then Silver, you know, really pushed down the pecking order because he's done nothing wrong. But there needs to be a level of support, and you know, even if they are only coming in and scoring five or six goals, it's still five or six more goals than you would have had, and that can be the difference in. You know, winning three or four games. You know, at, at, come the end of the season. You know, such is such is the the tightness and the tough nature of the Premier League. Mm. So, you know, I don't think they can really afford to go through this month and not sign a striker. Okay, I, I think that would be I think that would be really disappointing, especially given that Nuno has ca- came out and said we need to rebalance the squad uh, yeah. after Roman's in- injury. You know, the pressure's on now to get mm-hmm. somebody in. If they're down, then, yeah, I think they're leaving themselves short. OK,
1: Joe, Spurs. Spurs, uh, 27th. It's uh, at Molineux. Look, Spurs are reeling from their defeat. Uh, they were poor, really, against Leicester City. So, uh, two sides looking to bounce back. And, um, look, Wolves going to have to play a damn sight better than against Burnley, that's for certain. And I'm pretty positive that they will do. What um, What do you... I mean, Kane, Son, I mean, it's scary, really, when you think if they are, if they are going... I mean, they're two of the best players in the league. And uh, Son's been just ridiculous. So what would you do tactical wise if if you let's say let's say the likes of Bolly and Martial and, and and Traore and and, and Donker are fit again uh do you pack the midfield do you play in three midfield do you go do you go you know fort the back and three in three midfield do you go just stick to your five across the back back five and, or do you do you go out and say okay fight fire with fire we need to score some goals here if we're going to beat spurs we we'll probably need to score a couple at least
0: I pretty much go with the side that played against Chelsea yeah um you know uh, Chelsea was a good game. It was a it was a it was a evidence of just sticking to what you know and trusting in that. And then the have complicated things against Burnley with that with that approach. Um, I'd go three at the back, four in midfield, and three three up top. Sort of like a Dendonka and Neves maybe. Um, I, think Neves oh, I mean, to toss see? up between Neves and Matinho, but if okay. Dendonka's fit, he's got to play. Yeah, he's got to play. And um, you know, Otisery, I think I'd put put back to the bench. I mean, again, it. I don't think it's necessarily his fault about what happened at Burnley. I think he did all right, to be honest, in the in the circumstances. But again, he's a nineteen-year-old kid, and you know there's, there's there's so much time left for him. So then Donca, you'd I'll have play. a
1: on the bench, then, would you?
0: A on the bench, yeah. I think really? so.
1: really, yeah, I think so. And yeah.
0: what about what about Bolley? Would
1: you recall Bolly for someone like a Kilman and play Saez, Cody and, and Bolly? I mean, I'd yeah. rather see that, to be honest. I don't think yeah. Kilman like had his best game against Burnley. Uh, I know Bolly's not had a great season either, but for me, I'd rather. I think Wolves are a better side with Willie really Bolly in in there than than than, than maybe Max Kilman. People again may disagree.
0: Yeah, I mean you could play Traore, but I mean if you if you're playing Traore, you're going to four at the back. Yeah. and oh, I don't know. Four mm. at four at the back against Spurs. Mm. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I would think I'd go out for for three at the back. Um, I mean, maybe you'd you'd put in a, a trail ray ahead of but can you really put him in ahead of Padens or Neto? No, no. They've I mean uh, they've they've got to and he, start. He, and... he did he did fairly well off the bench, but he didn't really like, you know, blow blow any, anyone away really against Burnley. I, I, I still think he's got, you know, to to do a bit more. So, um, you know, on the whole I think Pedence and Neto have earned their places and I think you know the approach against Chelsea was pretty good and worked, so I'd, I'd go with that. And uh, yeah, silver in attack, and, and as you say, if it isn't working, then on the error, then bring on Adama rather than you know kind of bringing on. You know the attacking chain. You know, you know what I mean. I, I mm. think that's um, I think that's the way to go. But play play silver from the start.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Uh, with Aurea sent off, unless they've got a Carabao Cup game, maybe. But it'll be it'll be uh, Neto or or Pudence up against up against is it?
0: Have they got a Carabao Cup game? I think they have. Oh, have they?
1: So maybe he's suspended for that. that is he? They but...
0: are they are playing tonight. Okay, so I get... think that might. I think I think
1: he'll be suspended for that one. But um. But even so, Aurea or Doc, to be honest, I mean, that that's that's a good area to really have a go at, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I fancy it, Fancy up against Aurea more than mm. Doc, really. Mm. Um, Aurea's been the one who's been playing, and I think he's more defensively suspect than, than Doc is. I mean, Doc, you know, it hasn't really gone to plan for him, has it yet, at Tottenham. And, you know, he's gone to a team there where he, you know, they play a flat-back four. Is he really suited to a flat-back four? And then, you know, some ideas come to Wolves and, and not really set the world alight yet. I mean, nobody's massively benefited yet from that kind of series of transfers yet at the mm-hmm. moment. Um but yeah, if um if you've got a Pedence against aurea I f I'd I'd fan- fancy him in that respect. Um but yeah, I'd go I'd go with a I'd go with a three four three. I would I think um I think that that'll give you know the, I, I think Wolves will be better in that formation, a bit more defensively sound. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers against Spurs, Joe. Give me a prediction, Palasia. Um, two
1: one Spurs. Two one Spurs. Okay. Two, two, two one Spurs. Yeah. Okay, gonna get beat away. Oh God. Okay. Two one Spurs. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas to you too. Uh, um, yeah. I, I don't. thought I I'll just. Um, yeah. No. No. Fair yeah, enough, mate. Yeah. I, I,
0: you know, I, I don't think Wolves are in the, the best state at the mm-hmm. mini. Um, I think they'll give a better account of themselves, but. You know, Spurs equally they're coming off a, a disappointing run of defeat and that they're you know, if they want to be, you know, even in the top Chap- four, they're, they're, yeah. they're on title challenges, they've got to pick mm-hmm. up some results.
1: Well, I, I mean I was bang on with my with my prediction against Burnley, three 0 wolves, <laughs> so uh I'm <laughs> gonna go again. I'm I'm toying with two two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with two one two one wolves, mate. Two one wolves. Okay. I think I think they might uh they might nick it. Fingers crossed, mate. So uh but, but, but most of all mate we've got to get off for new know but have a great Christmas if I don't you see you well I won't see you I won't see you physically no. um, I'll give you a big hug on Christmas Day social distance hug um, and uh, and I'll see you on the 27th hope you've enjoyed all the podcasts uh, through until Christmas we will be back with a special one just before 2021 happens uh, probably after the Man United game as well For me from Joe have a great Christmas everyone happy Christmas Merry Christmas make the best of it of what you can and uh, we'll see you soon from both of us take care bye bye